from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. See all the love that Bryce Young is getting right now? I mean, the offense did only score 15 points, but the Panthers finally did get a win. And I will say, I think a lot of it just stems from that game-winning drive. The 15 play was at 86 yards, Mm -hmm. took up 6 minutes and 17 seconds. The final drive, that won the game against the Houston Texans. Pro football focus. Mm -hmm. Okay, I got some stats. Got some numbers. Give me some numbers. Hit me. Hit me. Bryce Young threw his first three starts. One, what they call big-time throw. Okay. Six, turnover-worthy plays. That's his first three games. So, what a turnover-worthy play, is that actually counting turnovers? Yes. Okay, gotcha. And so, it's like, it's interceptions and passes that hit a defender in the chest that they drop. Okay. Okay. you know, because they're, they're, sometimes you leave a game, you're like, wow, four touchdowns, no interceptions. They're like, yeah, luckily the defense ate popcorn before the game. <laughs> yeah, and one uh, of those touchdowns was a slant that the guy took 75 yards. Yes. Um, Bryce, so in his first three games, one big-time throw, six turnover-worthy plays, according to Pro Football Focus. Okay. In his most recent three games, his last three games, six big-time throws, one turnover-worthy play. Hmm. That's the, the Alabama Bryce. Yeah. The Alabama Bright, like if you look at his best season in college, would have been the Heisman campaign. 47 touchdowns, seven interceptions, and a lot of those touchdowns, big time throws to Jamison Williams down the field, big time throws to John Mechie, who is who is routing everybody up. Like that is a pretty impressive stat line. And the closer and closer he gets to Heisman Bryce at the NFL level, the better and better Carolina is going to be. 47 touchdowns, seven interceptions at Heisman campaign. That's kind of in line with like, you know, six big time throws, one turnover worthy play, over three games. Assuming you get some touchdowns on some non big time throws, you're you're doing just fine. I think the Bryce Young glow up might yeah. be real. And I want to dive into even further later in the show what some of that means. I will say the one thing I noticed was just the body language of him just in the pocket throwing. He just looked like he was more confident. Yeah, and, and more confident. That comes with success. I also think, like, if you had to choose, will your starting quarterback who you draft highly be shot out of a cannon and be great from week one, or will they slowly figure it out and and get better and get better? I think you choose option number two. Because we've seen a lot of quarterbacks have, like, oh, look at the next big thing. And then, you know, the defense is like, oh, wait a second. They... they <laughs> They can't read zone. And then, then, you know, six weeks later, it's all done. Right? Oh, look at this. It, you know, they, they don't handle pressure well. And then you just start blitzing the heck out of them. And it's like, well, that was fun while it lasted. Yeah. Meanwhile, the the adjuster, the one that figures it out as it goes along and keeps counterpunching, that's sustainable. You can do that for a long time. You'd rather have that to end up with a, a long-term career as a franchise guy. So maybe, maybe it's all for best when it comes to Bryce Young. Might be. Let's quit that. Let's hit this. What? Next up, and hit it and quit it here on The Drive with Tim Donnelly, 99.9 The Fan. Uh, During skate today, this Mm -hmm. morning, for the Carolina Hurricanes, some line shuffling. Yeah. I always like the line shuffling. Everyone really gets into it. Who are they skating with? Yeah, no, it's like we got 82 games from the regular season. What are are the lines? Skating with. Uh, Svetch. I get into it, too. I was, was going to say, yeah. We're acting like others get into it as if we weren't doing this exact. Oh, no, we're 100% We weren't it. doing this exact 100%. same thing at our desk earlier today. Uh, Svetch. 
no longer being eased into it, at least according to the lines as they were skating this morning. Yes. With Ajo and Jarvis on the first line. Okay. Hmm. Second line, Bunting, Kokaniemi, Turbo Teravainen. Third line, Martinuk, Stahl, Fost. Not of mixing course. it up. Not of mixing course. it up. Why would you? That means Natchez. Yeah. Line four, the fourth line, with Drury and Stefan Nason. He's going to get a lot of really good matchups on the fourth line. There's two very obvious thoughts I think everyone's having. Yeah. One, oh, man, Natchez on the fourth line. That feels disrespectful. Two, Natchez is going to get a lot of shots and a lot of space and a lot of mm-hmm. opportunity to kind of be the lead dog on that fourth line as opposed to being, you know, somebody that's playing a role on maybe one of the top two lines. We actually saw that in the last game uh, for the Carolina Hurricanes when Svetch was on the fourth line. We saw Stefan Nason mm-hmm. have a goal and an assist as well. Svetch had a couple of assists. So Svetch was even being creative with those guys in five-on-five five play. And think of for for Natchez is that he's going to be matching up against other teams' fourth lines, yep. and he's better than them. <laughs> And and by the way, better than them. On certain teams, if you get put on the fourth line, yeah, you're playing with guys who will hold you back. Yeah, you're you're on a line with an anchor, with not clubs. not a good anchor. You're <laughs> yeah. on like a parachute holding you back. Yeah, Jury and Nason are good. Yeah, like like, Stephen Nason plays on the power play for a reason. It's yeah, exactly. It's 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 one of those things where if you get get away from the the stigma. Of fourth line, mm-hmm. I think it could end up helping Martin Natchez. Yeah, I think it end up helping Marty out a little bit. And you know what they could always do, like they did with Svech the last couple of games. Natchez can take a shift up with mm-hmm. with Stahl and with Martinook if he want if he, if they want him to, or he can jump in there with with Aho and Jarvis yep. where it might be. And he's still going to play a ton on the power play as well. They're going to find him minutes. Yeah, when when uh, Teravainen has a hat trick and there's still time left, let him go up and skate with Bunting and Kokiniemi for a little. Yeah, bit. he's gotten his like that like that. Again, it's it's all first world problems with the Canes. Exactly. Oh, you had to fit Svechnikov in somewhere. Yeah. I feel so bad for you. You had to force him into a line. Oh, geez. No one, no one is being sympathetic for you. You have what seven doing. forwards who can skate in your top six. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Oh, boo hoo. Yeah. No one's gonna. No one's gonna feel bad for him. By the way. No, not at all. But it is fun for us to pay attention to. And that was just. Uh, you know, it's not like there's a game today. They were just they're just practicing, and then we'll, we'll see how it. You know, maybe they were just experimenting. Who knows? Have Rangers fans yelled at you on Twitter about it yet? I, I've not. No, uh, since since I called the Rangers fans out on air, I've not heard from them. Okay, just wanted to make sure on that. Rangers fans, I'm open tonight. for it though. What's that? I said I'm open for it though. Rangers fans, if you want to mix it up, let's go. Yeah, I'm sorry. I hit the sounder. Let's they're let's good. quit that. Let's hit this. We got better tonight. College football playoff rankings came out yesterday. Mm-hmm. Ohio State one, mm-hmm. Florida State four. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't like the way the ACC is being treated. Yeah, Michigan and uh, Georgia two, Michigan three. By the way, I think Florida State is not being given the same uh, qualification, or they have the same qualifications as a team like Ohio State, but they're not being treated the same. I, Georgia and Michigan are two very good teams. Michigan. May have used some nefarious ways to get there. Maybe. We'll talk about it. But uh, they're two very good teams. Ohio State is above them because Ohio State's resume is better. They've they're All of them are undefeated. All top four are undefeated. Um, however, Ohio State has played better teams, right? They have better top wins. 
they have a, a more difficult s- schedule. At least they have up to this point. Well, guess what? So so anyway, so that's let me let me take a step back. Ohio State has played a better schedule. They played more difficult teams and they're undefeated. That is the reason why Ohio State is above Georgia and Michigan in the rankings. Florida State has also played a more difficult schedule. They've played better teams than Georgia and Michigan. Mm-hmm. Yet for some reason, they're number four, and Ohio State uses that same logic to get all the way up to number one. The only thing that I could think of that is holding them back, holding Florida State back, is a bias against the ACC. And and that's not fair, right? It's It should be, who did you play? Did you beat them? How good are they? Did you beat them? And the answer for Florida State is they played more difficult teams than they won. Here's the thing. Michigan has played ECU, UNLV, Bowling Green, Rutgers, Nebraska, Matt, uh, Matt Rule. Shout out Matt Rule. Uh, Minnesota, Indiana. <laughs> you can't even say Nebraska it, without saying I know. Matt Rule. <laughs> uh, Nebraska, Minnesota, Indiana, and Michigan State. I'm sorry. None of those programs are good. I understand like they took care of business and they blew those teams out. You can't out. choose who's on your schedule. Exactly. But Florida State can't either, and they had better teams. Yeah. They had better teams on their schedule, and they won. Dude. Like. Neutral site win against LSU, who's also in the top twenty-five. They're in none top of those, 15. none of those schools I mentioned are. I don't think are in the top twenty-five. <laughs> no, um, and and it's 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 just very frustrating as somebody that has to reluctantly root for FSU. I have to reluctantly root for Florida State because I am you know ACC. Uh, I'm an ACC loyalist. Like if I'm going to root for them, at least treat them fair, right? Yeah. If I'm going to root for them, at least at least give me a reason to root for them. Uh, it's frustrating, College Football Playoff Committee. I'll see you after the show. Are you ready to buy or sell your home? The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to jimallen.com and start your next move today. That's jimallen.com. The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate. At WakeMed MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org. Let's quit that. Let's hit this. That's towards the playoff committee. Okay. College basketball. (laughs) How about that? College football playoff committee, you've upset me. I'm done with football season. Let's go to basketball. Not true at all. But uh, exhibitions tonight. We have uh, Duke in an exhibition. We have NC State in an exhibition. Uh, And and let me go ahead and tell you who they're playing. Duke, 7 o'clock tonight, Cameron Indoor Stadium, UNC Pembroke. Uh, NC State tonight, 7 o'clock as well, against Mount Olive. And uh, UNC, they played a couple nights ago, a few nights ago. They beat St. Augustine's 117-53. Yeah, a bunch of D2 schools. bunch of D2 schools. That's what you get this time of year. It's, let me be clear, it's a fancy practice. Yeah. It is a fancy practice. It is a dress rehearsal. It is a... 
necess- it's a necessity. I think it's a requirement to be ready, especially in modern college basketball where you're going to depend on so many transfers and, and freshmen, right? Uh, outside, and Duke's a little special, um, just in, in that they're going to have one freshman in their starting lineup. Looks like it's going to be Jared McCain. Other than that, it's not even transfers. It's just It's just basically sophomores and juniors that are coming back. But if you look at North Carolina, if you look at NC State, they're gonna they're gonna have a lot of freshmen and they're gonna have even more transfers depended upon from the jump early in their season, and and with that comes you want as much legitimate game time on the court as possible for those players to get to know each other, and if you can make it feel as much like a game as possible, do it. I want to know if there's a limit. I, if if I were NC State, I would have had like seven exhibitions if they let me. I would have played every Division II team within a 200 miles of the campus. Yeah. Just keep lining them up because there's there's really no substitute for it, right? We, we talked with Kevin Keats. We talked with uh, DJ Burns. We talked with Casey Morsell, uh, all at, at ACC tip-off. And one of the things we really dove into with, with Coach Keats, and part of it is because he was kind of leading us in that direction, was there aren't many opportunities for guys to play with a player like DJ Burns, right? The 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 traditional big right the the big guy who's not taking a lot of threes the big guy who's not described as stretch right oh he's a stretch five he's a stretch four dj burns is not a stretch anything he he is a a large individual that plays post and that that's not to say he's not good footwork it's not to say he's not going to pass it's not to say he can't face up but he's a more traditional big all those transfers they likely did not have a DJ Burns where they're coming from. Probably not, no. They, they they didn't have to make post-entry passes traditionally very often. They didn't have to work around a big. That's what you have to learn how to do, and exhibitions help you do that. They probably didn't have a big like Burns who could pass like Burns can. There's a lot. Like, he's got to get used to it. Yeah. Got to get used to it. You know, you um, I covered the, the uh, Virginia Tech football team for a while, and there were conversations about how during the redshirt year, for Michael Vick, some people like didn't, you know, some coaches were like, oh my gosh, as soon as this guy gets to play, it's going to be unreal. But some were going, I don't see it. And do you know why they didn't see it? Because the receivers hadn't quite gotten used to it yet, right? Or or maybe even a better example. Did you watch uh, Winning Time, the HBO uh, Lakers show? No, I never did. They did a good job of showing this. When Magic Johnson got to the Lakers, the first bunch of scrimmages were really sloppy. Where there's going five on five, we're really sloppy. And not because Magic Johnson was like bad all of a sudden. It was he's throwing like no look passes. He's throwing these wild, he's got these long arms. He's throwing these wild angled passes. And the pass recipients weren't even like considering that a pass might come from that angle. So the ball is either whizzing by him or popping him in the face or, you know, hitting him on the hip. And and he's going like hands up. If you're running the if you're running the floor. Hands up, the ball might hit you in the hands. And it took them a while to get used to it. Sometimes there are players that just play a style of game that take you longer to get used to. I believe DJ Burns is one of them. So tonight, when they play Mount Olive in an exhibition game, it's not much about Mount Olive. You should win by a bunch. Shouldn't impress you much. It's about getting used to, as these seven new transfers, getting used to playing with your teammates. And the same could be true for uh, for UNC, or the same could be true for Duke. 
There's new players you have to get used to playing with, and some of them are going to take a while, and exhibitions help you do it. It's like getting getting used to playing with Michael Vick or Magic Johnson or DJ Burns. <laughs> Bet you weren't expecting that group of comparisons. Let's quit that. Let's hit this. You like that? You like that? Uh, by the way, real quick, we mentioned about the Canes and the line shuffling, things mm-hmm. like that. Paul Stastny, who played one season with the Canes, officially is retiring from the NHL. We saw Derek Stepan, who played the last couple seasons with Carolina, retired this uh, at the start of this season as well. Wasn't on a, on a roster anywhere, but two, I guess we'll say now, former Canes have retired, which kind of reminded me, Tim, you and I kind of talked about this a little bit before the show, is that this is a reminder sometimes. I, I know actually talking to Paul Stastny at the end of last season, he was kind of like, you know what, I want to sit down with my family, try and figure out what my future is, because he's 36, 37 years old. He's played a lot of hockey in his life. Maybe it is time for him to retire. But this is it was a reminder to me that, you know what, sometimes guys don't always get to retire on their own terms. Very men much and so. women when it comes to sports. More often than not for athletes, your sport retires you in some way, shape, or form. Like a guy that might be a journeyman in the NFL, all of a sudden the phone just stops ringing. Or you play college sports and you don't make it professionally. Well, guess what? When your last game ended, you're done. And and there's, I mean, there's a lot of stories of like your pro day. You think it's the beginning of something. It turns out that's the last time you ever wore the cleats. Yeah. Uh, it's or you were you were in training camp yep. as a rookie, and then you got cut, and no one picked you up, and that was it. And you you had stayed a couple in shape for another two and a half years, waiting for a call, and nothing happened. Your sport retires you. Uh, by the way, uh, Stastny, like we talk about, um, you know, not being able to go out on your own terms. Mm-hmm. He's like he was all rookie. He was he had votes for the the, the Lady Bing Trophy in multiple years. Like, oh yeah, he was great player. He was you know going back to that the, the Colorado years for him early in his career. He he's legit, right? It's not like you know sometimes play for Team USA. Sometimes I see like some of my former teammates and and you know they they might play in the NFL for four years, but like from practice squad bouncing up and down, and then when they put out their dramatic retirement post, I'm going like. Well, you know, they're like, oh, I just wish I could have gone out on my own terms. I'm like, no one at any point in time thought you were going out on your own terms. Like, we all we all knew at one point your phone would just stop ringing and you'd go out like the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure there was a point in time where he was like, oh, I'm you know, I'm be a Hall of Famer, right? Like, he, early in his career, he had some some juice to him. Uh, and like you mentioned, ended his, ended his career with the, uh, with the Canes, which is always kind of cool, right? Always kind of a feather in the cap of the program. Yeah. Uh, good luck in retirement, Paul. Assuming that you're listening. Uh, let's quit that. Let's hit this. Got him. World Series tonight. Rangers lead the Diamondbacks. By the way, game five tonight. You can hear it right here on the fan. Pre-game, 7 o'clock. First pitch at 8. As you heard me mention, Texas leads Arizona 3-1 to one in the best of seven series. We could have a World Series champion. Today. That's true. Do you care, Dennis? I'll be honest. Going into this World Series, I was like, you know, I'm not very interested in it. There's nothing that was appealing about this matchup to me at all. Let me ask you this. Do you think you should care? I mean, and what I mean by that is baseball's a regional sport. Texas and Arizona are really far from here. Yeah. I'm not sure, like, like us not being super into it is that big a deal. Maybe. I don't know. Here's the thing. I've... There's some personalities that I really enjoy in baseball. Like I really like Bryce Harper. 
And okay. have had the Philadelphia Phillies gone on, I've been way more invested into this series had it not been that the, is the, the diamond. The hard part of one of, all right, you want to have a fixing baseball conversation? This is like radio cliche it? to have in the middle of July. We gotta fix baseball. I think one of the problems is the best players oftentimes aren't in the biggest games. Yes. In, ba- in basketball, if you're the best player in the league that year, there's like a 50% chance you're playing in the finals. And there's a 100% chance one and or multiple of the top five players in the league are going to be in the NBA finals. The At NFL. The top, you know, final four. The N- yeah, the NFL, if you're the best quarterback in the league or a couple of them, you're going to be playing on conference championship weekend. At least one or two of the top, you know, four or five quarterbacks in the league. In baseball, you could go like the the World Series could easily have not one of the the fifteen best players in the game, mm-hmm. and I think that's a problem. That's hard to market. Stars, stars, stars. You're gonna be a star. Hollywood, Texas. Well, not only like a star Arizona. player, but not even a star team. Like let's be real, the Arizona Diamondbacks had their own local, you know, uh, their own Valley. local TV outlet. Be like, you know what? We're not going to broadcast you guys this year. You guys just take your media rights back. Find a way to let your fans watch They this might be tr- still trying to broadcast the games. It's just taking them a while to figure it out. Good luck. But, um, so when I was looking to transfer, it was um, a lot of one-on-one, and it didn't feel like I got lost in a huge university because I knew that if I came here, there was going to be someone I could talk to about every aspect of the courses I needed to take. But also, too, I loved the smaller classroom sizes, and I liked how interactive and immersive all of the learning was going to be. It wasn't just going to be me sitting in a room with a couple hundred people and a professor who didn't know my name. To find out more about transferring to William Peace University, visit peace.edu.